Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. On the Autosport Podcast today, an interview with Stefano Domenicali. On today's Autosport Podcast, the latest in our hashtag Thinking Forward series. Motorsport Network's President James Allen speaks exclusively to the current CEO of Lamborghini and ex-Ferrari Formula One boss Stefano Domenicali. Well, Stefano, thank you so much for, for making the time to, to join us today. Um, we're asking everybody in this hashtag Thinking Forward series, where are you based during this time of, of lockdown and how are you dealing with the, the challenges we all face of, of working remotely, especially in your case as the CEO of a, of a luxury car manufacturer? Well, James, first of all, uh, good morning to you and uh, all readers, viewers, listeners on your incredible platform. I mean, uh, first of all, I'm uh, with my family. Uh, since uh, almost four weeks uh, already in my house uh, in the Dolomites, in the mountains, uh, I live here. So at least, uh, you know, I can watch out and uh, uh, gain some uh, spirit, some, uh, some energy because uh, the, the landscape is beautiful. And sometimes when I look out, I'm just looking out now, uh, it seems unreal what we, are, we are, what we are really living today. But that's the way it is. So we are in a lockdown uh, situation, as you know, in Italy. Quite tough, uh, but my day has completely changed because I'm working from early in the morning up to quite late in the evening on the video, on computers, on 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 smart working, connecting by phone, try to understand how the situation is evolving, try to reschedule the activity as soon as we can restart, checking with our a group of people with our board, the situation of our suppliers, of our dealers, of our shareholders. So uh, really just uh, re- working in a different situation, try to 
first of all, get out from this emergency phase and then getting ready for the second part. So that means, you know, we need to see the plans, we need to see and reconsider maybe the situation because as uh, we all know, what we're living today is such a, a new thing that no one could have expected just two months ago in, the, in this uh, dimension, in this scope. So uh, it's really something that we need to develop day by day, uh, having the right thinking forward approach uh, in order to make sure that as soon as we can start, you know, we are uh, hoping to be back on track as soon as possible. And as you know, James, we were, uh, as Lamborghini, living an incredible momentum. You know, just at the end of February, we were already over uh, plus 20% on budget after the most successful year of our, of our histories. Therefore, you know, what is uh, <clears throat> the situation where we're going to reopen again when our customer can be back at the dealers, when our customer can drive again the cars, when our customer, racing customer can drive back again on the track is something that we need to learn and see. But uh, really, we would like to start from the point we stop in order to see and to have a positive attitude versus the future. So that's really all what we're doing and what, all what we are preparing today. Of course, the other thing that this allows is, is some time for thinking. As you say, you're up in the mountains, you've got time for reflection. And I wonder yes. when you, when you, what your thoughts are that you know, when the world returns to normal after this crisis period, what will be different about the new normal? Will the world feel a bigger or a smaller place, do you think? Well, two considerations on my side. Uh, and, and what I'm saying is really what I, I'm thinking, uh, not what the others are thinking. Maybe we have different opinions. For sure, one, one thing that it, it, it is clear to me that uh, in this world of globalization, we cannot think to find solution alone. The interconnection that we have in terms of uh, cultural differentiation, but uh, in any case connected, in terms of supply chain, in terms of economical uh, uh, different links that we have, it's impossible not to think that as a lesson learned, as soon as we get out from this phase, we need to reconsider how we can work better. That is pretty clear. Uh, I can take my point on saying that when we had the the situation that started in one in China, you know, <clears throat> we thought that was something just connected to that kind of the world. We were just thinking, just it's uh, between brackets, I would say, that uh, how we can cope with the local situation with the dealers in China and so on without thinking widely. And uh, not only at the, at, the, at the industrial level, but also the political and economical level. So first thing that I'm thinking is we need to accept, understand better how to, to deal with the globalization. This is the first point. Second point, I do believe, but this is uh, connected to my positivity thinking, that uh, as soon as we are getting out from this emergency phase, that will last, in any case, up to the moment the vaccine is not there and is not used. We need to change our relationship. We need to change our habits. And, uh, uh, you know, just a couple of days ago, when we were looking at the Far East uh, uh, cultural uh, approach on uh, wearing masks or uh, using protection or be very sophisticated in that respect, we are thinking that is something that we will never do. It's out of our culture. Now we need to do it. And that's pretty clear. And the more we understand that our personal behavior will be following this kind of, 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 of regulation, the shorter time this emergency will last. This is pretty clear to me. Therefore, uh, for a cultural uh, habits like, for example, the Italian one 
that we need to have a physical link. We need to have a social place where we can stay for sure would be very difficult at the beginning. But the more we are strict to that, the more this time will be short. And, but we need to do it. It is pretty clear. The next months, I would say minimum at the end of the, after the end of the year, our way of living will be different. So we need to make an adjustment on that. We, it's, still, it's still very difficult to think that we have to do like this, for me at least, but that's the way it is, full stop. And then we are really thinking today what will be the second phase. What we can take as a, an opportunity to, let's say, make new disruptive decision on all the world that all, all the world on which we are involved in. We are talking about uh, uh, different, maybe different portfolio. We are thinking of a maybe different way of relating with dealers or with the customer at the dealership. Uh, we are maybe thinking what will be the platform of motorsport for the automotive manufacturer in the future. We need to see in the short term, at least uh, how we can keep the productivity as much as we can in the new way that we have to work because in Italy, the measure that will be hopefully set it out clearly at the end, within the end of this week will force everyone to work in a different situation. Therefore, it is something that will, we need to work very clearly and very hard to understand the consequences of what uh, this uh, situation uh, will leave us into the future. You obviously speak to leaders from across the automotive and, and, and motorsport sectors all the time. What do you feel has been learned that wasn't known a month ago with respect to how we come out of this? No one in any kind of risk assessment, uh, the more complete one, we're thinking a magnitude of a problem like this was possible in the modern times. Uh, but if you look back in the history, the cycle of life shows that, uh, unfortunately, this kind of situation hit the world already and we went out of it. Uh, the point is we need to make sure that this uh, invincibility approach that we had up to two months ago will be not anymore there. So that's why I was saying at the beginning, we need to take home what this situation will give us a lesson in order to make sure that we don't underestimate anything at all, uh, mainly at the political level, to be ready to manage this kind of situation. Because as I said, alone we cannot, we cannot do it. It is clear that uh, our environment, uh, our, our, our um, world of uh, automotive industry will have uh, a very difficult time, above all in the short term. But I have to say, I can see that also as an incredible opportunity if we are able to work together with the political environment because, for example, social distance. The best place where you can be safe is your car because you are driving alone or with your family. So maybe in the short term, we should make really uh, a big push in order to see how we can revitalize this kind of situation because in the short term the public transportation will be contingent you, you, you know the, the, the seat has to be divided the place has to be different therefore I see a massive opportunity for the automotive industry connected with the, the fact that the politician has to push for the renewal of the, of the older cars to make sure that we can take home something from that I just a, a little example and then the other point is of course all the all the things related to the interaction between uh, uh, the different governments. You know, the, the logistics chain is so complex, so long, 
that uh, we cannot think that we can solve the problem by issuing regulation in one country and having different regulation in another one. Because we know that uh, if there's no parts that are running around the, the world, the cars, but everything, cannot be uh, put on the market. Therefore, the complexity is really huge. So that's why I'm pushing to this, to, on, on this aspect to make sure that we are all aligned, knowing that the effect of this virus is different from country to country. But the interrelation is so huge and so big that uh, it, will, it is blind and not to consider that as, a, as, a, as an opportunity to reconsider the way that we're working all together. Let's um, turn our attention to the sport because clearly it's a, it's a huge challenge to figure out how to stage international motor races once the lockdown ends with different countries, as you were saying, having different attitudes. How important is it for the sport to get going again behind closed doors, at least, as a bridge to getting things back to normal? Well, I think that, uh, you know, with my uh, thinking cap of, of a motorsport lover, uh, as always, we need to be pragmatic. At least you can have a, a different view. Uh, that is, uh, you know, at least if you organize something to watch on TV, people can be safe. Uh, having, you know, the chance to have your, your emotion watching your sport, your event that you like it so much. So uh, in this moment where... Uh, uh, this is possible, I would recommend to do it. It's the only way to restart again this process because uh, the legislation, as you were saying, James, on different countries will not allow big, big uh, number of people getting close together. So the bigger issue will be, you know, how they organize with COPE, with their, with their contract, how they can organize with the platform that they have in the short term. But in terms of what you can do as an organizer of a sport, for sure, if you know they will be able to start again, even at closed door, that would be a great, a great uh, you know sign of enthusiasm, a great sign for the business, a great sign of restart. That I think is uh, what uh, uh, it should be done, as we said in the short term. Um, how do you see the the participation of of manufacturers going forward then after that in the top in top level motorsport? Obviously, the rationale to, to invest, to, to, to be involved, uh, will remain, as before, for the same reasons for technology, for marketing, for brand prestige, etc. But do you think that the level of investment will, will reduce? I think so, to be honest, to be very straightforward, uh, uh, at least at the beginning, because we need to go back to priorities. And uh, the first thing that you have to make sure is uh, to uh, keep your liquidity at the highest standard. Therefore, in terms of investment, the priority will be given to the things that are really needed for the global business of automotive industry to, to go forward. So I see, once again, that as an opportunity for the motorsport industry to reshape, to understand what are the new dimensions of which we need to go back, because uh, no doubt that the motorsport will be uh, an essential part into the future. But in the short term, we need to revisit uh, you know, uh, the, the level of investment the, the, the level of technology, maybe, the number of championships, the, uh, the attitude that uh, an automotive industry can be in that respect, being just uh, you know, a, a producer uh, for teams that are privatees uh, or be officially involved as a, as a, as a, as a constructor. These are discussions that uh, should be you know, the, taken immediately uh, at the level of the, who is responsible for motorsport, who is responsible for the organization of the championship. Because uh, it is a fundamental aspect to make sure that uh, we keep the momentum going. 
even if, as we said, you know, the level of discontinuity will be massive. This year, I don't see, because everyone is only thinking about the top end of the championship. In, in our case of Formula One, Formula E, uh, or uh, GTE top series. But there are so many championships that are uh, stopped so far that needs to have a future. That's why, for example, what I can say if I put my cap as a, a president of the single-seater commission of the FIA, we are thinking what could be the right decision that uh, will allow the championships uh, like Formula 4, Formula 3, Formula 2 uh, to restart when this would be possible. What can be done in order to reduce cost further? What can be done in order to make sure that we... Uh, the, 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 this uh, formula world can be still attractive to, for the future. So we are organizing meetings with all the stakeholders of that in order to make sure that uh, we can take the right decisions for the future. We may further delay, not may, we will delay the further introduction of a new updated in terms of technology uh, into the system because uh, maybe this will have an effect of uh, keep the teams alive for a longer time. So all these kind of things has to be discussed now. And it is clear that uh, uh, 2020 for championship will be a very challenging year. Uh, everyone is trying to keep the championship alive in the second part of the season. Uh, everyone is trying to find a solution. But uh, at a certain moment, we need to understand when there will be the cut of time on which afterwards we need to concentrate completely in the, in the 2021. So this is something that, for example, yesterday FIA announced that the game uh, of uh, the, the World Motorsport game will be delayed because, uh, you know, I think that on that respect, it was the right decision to make it an announcement now, thinking already to prepare it for the future. But all the other championships need to take a, a decision very shortly, uh, considering the seasonality of, of the season. What I can say, for example, in our situation, we are really thinking what to do with the Super Trofeo Championship that, as you know, has been postponed. And we need to see if we can activate uh, later on during the season. It is pretty clear that, for example, uh, I don't see possible doing the World Final this year, considering the situation, considering the fact that uh, we need to see how many teams will be there. We need to see how many races we're going to do it. I think we need to be prudent this year. We need to make sure that the teams will stay alive. And in the meantime, we are focusing the, our attention uh, uh, as an added platform because I don't want to consider that as a new platform that will take over the old one. We are concentrating our activity on the e-gaming, in the e-sport. In e uh, we will announce uh, today you know, our official driver uh, together, our wild card, uh, one very important wild card, uh, to be part of the SRO GTE series. Uh, but this is an ad the things that in any case we wanted to do, it was already planned because we see for the younger generation that these kind of things are very attractive, but we don't want for this platform to take over, you know, the racing, real racing things with cars, with trucks. But this is something that we're going to do to keep the, the attention alive on our, uh, of our, on our motorsport industry. But uh, this year, for sure, motorsport will, uh, will have to reconsider a lot of things. Uh, the last point, once again, we need to try and think positively, considering that this kind of discontinuity could be beneficial to a lot of things, even in motorsport. Because, uh, you know, the level of investment that the motorsport needs 
sometimes uh, uh, was a, an adding platform on which we were, were impossible to go down. Therefore, now I think we need to have a, a baseline zero on which we need to reconsider altogether what will be the dimension of which we can build up, thinking that uh, you know, in the, the next couple of years the situation will improve again and we need to look positively to the fact that the motorsport will stay as a very important platform for our industry. That's really interesting, Stefano. There's a couple of, a couple of things to unpick there. But first of all, in terms of the timing, um, as you mentioned, the FIA has postponed the, the motorsport games to, to next year. Can you, as we sit here now, can you see much racing activity happening before September? Quite challenging and quite difficult because of the complication of the legislation that has to be considered because uh, we don't have only the place where you have an, a, a, an uh, a race, but you have to consider that there are teams that with different uh, nationality that need to respect a certain legislation that are relative to the country when they're belonging. Therefore, it will be challenging. Uh, I don't want to close the door to that. Uh, as you know, in Formula One, uh, we are hearing that they are trying to do something that uh, would be fantastic, but it would be very challenging for sure. Um, and then it's interesting what you're saying about the single seat pathway, because obviously your role with the FIA uh, single seat commission is something that you uh, you know you have a you have overview on this. It sounds to me like you're using this uh, opportunity to push to significantly lower the cost of participation. I mean, the ladder is established now, so I think that Formula Three, Formula Four, Formula yes. Three, etc., etc. But there's a, there's an old saying, isn't there, in politics? You know, never let a, a crisis go to waste. In terms of taking taking bold moves, taking opportunities to to, to reshape something and. I'm picking up from you that you think this is a moment to really grasp that. And, and, and uh, well, Jean Todd talked about a new deal, didn't he, for, for motorsport? And is, does this fit into that to sort of reset? Absolutely, yes, James. I think that, uh, as we said, uh, the, it would be criminal not to take this an opportunity to, re, uh, to, to revisit uh, uh, the points that uh, we know we need to improve. That is pretty clear to me. And therefore, uh, as you said, we are really working in these weeks to make sure that uh, we can present to the World Council ideas on which we can move forward, uh, taking the experience that we were always discussing, but always postponing because the system was accepting it. And uh, because of the situation, it was really good. Now we need to, let's say, take that on board, uh, knowing that if we miss this slot, well, it will be criminal. Let me put it this way. And the world, when you say World Council, which, which, the next one? June. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, this has to be formalized because it is something that we need to follow the procedure. Uh, on our side, we have a commission in May and the next World Council will be in June. So, let's uh, say, ideas on which we need to work will be uh, in, in, in that frame. Interesting. Um, you referenced uh, your eSports and the initiative that you're doing there with, uh, with the SRO. Uh, program there. It's interesting. I mean, you and I have talked about esports quite a lot in the last couple of years. Um, on the one hand, it's been really shown that it's a great way to make the sport more accessible, not just to to new um, fans watching it on Twitch or YouTube or following it on social media. But I really like the way that people like Lando Norris and Verstappen and, and Leclerc and what have you have been mixing in with 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 gamers. Uh, yeah. and, and even entertainers from other walks of life, YouTubers, golf players, footballers, you know, et cetera. Have, have you sort of been watching that closely? Have you been enjoying that as well? And do you think that this is um, 
the beginning of something special for racing esports? Well, for sure, it's a new platform on which uh, my generation will be hard to accept that is uh, real. Uh, but uh, but uh, I can see that uh, as an opportunity to develop the real sport, the, the better real cars, uh, because when you have uh, so many uh, top drivers, so many heroes that are really challenging normal people, let me put it this way with all respect, of course, but you understand what I mean, this will help the, the, the real platform to be even stronger. So I follow with a lot of attention, and that's why we have invested uh, uh, as Lamborghini significantly this year in order to improve also on our side in that respect. We're going to announce uh, something very shortly. But this is something that I do believe will be important uh, as, a, let's say, an activation platform for the real world of racing. Therefore, this uh, will be very good. And you can see that uh, the young drivers that are the young championship have uh, a better uh, uh, approach to that because it's natural for them. And, uh, and this is something that will be, as I said, crucial for the activation of the real one. But on the other hand, we need to make sure that uh, while the, the, the racing drivers and normal people or uh, professional e-drivers will be involved, on the software side, we keep also the possibility of improving, improving the experience, improving the, the quality, improving the, uh, also the cost that it has to go down for the system to be accessible to everyone. Then the second step we need to do is how we can link this experience with a real one. So this is something that uh, we need to think how really to, to give a premium or to give a reward to the ones that are involved in this platform to make sure that also they have access to the real one. So we can create connection between these two things that has to be totally different. We don't have to forget that uh, we have a lot of uh, flight simulator pilots that are fantastic, but when they go on a real plane, they will have a big crash. So we need to keep that things to totally different because one thing is reality, one thing is virtual reality. But I think that we have a huge potential to develop the activation also from this part. And going back to um, another aspect of this opportunity to sort of think forward from where we are, we've been talking a lot in uh, sort of motorsport thought leadership seminars and, and, and programs in the last few years about the, obviously the drive towards more sustainable future and the, the decarbonization of, of not only of the automotive world, but, but obviously particularly uh, of racing. Also interesting sort of what's going on uh, alongside that um, now uh, with, the, with what's happening with the oil price, I think, as well. And I'm wondering, do you see the journey that we were on towards decarbonization in, in racing particularly shortening now, accelerating because of these, uh, not only of the coronavirus crisis, but also things that are developing in the oil industry? Well, I think that, uh, you know, here you may have a, a difference of opinion that could be really opposite. I do believe that the, 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 the approach that all the major sport had to this kind of approach in sustainability in general is very strong. You see the platform of Formula One is really strong and solid on that uh, with the most efficient engines so far that are uh, used. You see the Formula E on that respect. You see that on that, on that respect, uh, the, the, you know, all the manufacturers in terms of CO2 neutral are working very hard. We are, as Lamborghini, in terms of plants, uh, already CO2 neutral. And therefore, we respect the homologation standard and so on. I believe that this kind of attention is already there. And, and uh, I don't see this uh, crisis affecting so much this approach because it's already planned. It's already in the process. 
What I can see, but this is a per totally personal view, is that uh, uh, you know, the automotive industry in terms of electrification has done an immense investment. In this moment, this investment needs to be sustained with a big help from the politician in terms of keeping the network of electrification alive, working very hard on that. I don't know in this moment if everyone will have these kind of resources because there will be other priorities. Therefore, it's important to keep working on the most efficient engine uh, powertrain because they are still uh, used all around the world very significantly. So, on that respect, uh, the approach on sustainability hasn't changed, uh, as I said, in my opinion. And, 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 uh, and the, the, only say, the only thing that we can say is that uh, we are not using cars or uh, buses, uh, much less trucks, since almost two months, and uh, that seems impossible. Therefore, there will be a moment where people would like to go back to their uh, normal driving. They want to use their freedom to use their cars. Therefore, uh, you know, what we have achieved in terms of uh, checking what is the real effect of uh, the automotive industry in the decarbonization of the world has to be analyzed. Because I do believe that we're going to discover a lot of interesting things on which before cars were seen as the devil of the world. Now we can say that uh, in terms of balance, uh, maybe the numbers will show a different, uh, different things. I'm not saying that everyone has not to do its own uh, job, but uh, I think there will be much more respect for cars in the future. That's very, very interesting. Um, before the, the, the crisis um, kicked off, you, you, you uh, shook down uh, your V12 hypercar and there was a few sort of teaser videos out on uh, on the social media and what have you. Uh, I think the plans were at that time to 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 roll something out, maybe summer, late summer. Is that still the plan? And what, what are you going to do with yes. that car? What are your What are your objectives? No, no, no. The plan is still there. Uh, I tell you, the plan was to launch the, you know, to launch in April. Now we need to wait and see if there will be events that so far have, for example, been uh, an announced, but they need to have the confirmation in China uh, in September, October. So maybe that would be the possi possibility. If not, we need to think, uh, because we will not stop that thing, and we will have, thanks God, you know, customers that are requesting still these kind of cars, and even this time, above all in this time. Therefore, we maybe decide to have a, 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 a launch uh, on, on uh, using the social platform. But uh, it's too early to say. We need to make a decision in summertime. But the plan of our launch will, will not change in terms of products so far. It has to be revisited because we don't have to lose the momentum of this emotional uh, moment because we don't have to forget that we are talking about super sport car. We're talking about a brand where... You buy because you want to have emotion. You want to have a, a status that if it's not done in the proper way, you will dilute this value. Therefore, you don't buy it because you need it. You, need, you, you have it. Therefore, what I, what I want to say is that uh, connecting to this point, I do believe that the super sport car world will have um, a better uh, restart after this uh, short time on which uh, you know, we need to reactivate everything. Priority will be different, but as soon as the emotion will be back uh, uh, again as a need, I'm sure that uh, our segment will be back on track sooner than the other, 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 other products.
Okay, and um, just before I let you go, just turning our attention to Formula One, you mentioned earlier on, obviously they're trying to get something together as soon as possible, but if you obviously were, were Ferrari Formula One team principal for many years, you're still very, very close to that world. When you look at Formula One now, do you think that the current business structure, the business model will be sustainable in the world that's going to exist that we've been discussing in the last few minutes after this pandemic? Will, will, it, will, will Formula One need a total revamp and a more radical approach to, to cost control and how it goes about its business, do you think? I think that is what uh, uh, FIA and Liberty are doing together with the team. I think that everyone on this respect have different ideas depending which cap you're wearing. But I feel that in this moment, what they are really thinking for the future, and not in the short term, because short term, they have to save the season, but that's a different story. I think that they're heading in the right direction. And as we said, it's an opportunity that to take it or leave it, you cannot leave it. You need to take it. Otherwise, the risk of, uh, uh, of uh, in medium term, not to be the platform that uh, it was, it would be very high. We don't have to forget that uh, if I look what were the numbers of tickets were already sold in the Grand Prix that were supposed to be, you know, run up to so far, were incredibly higher. You look at the tickets in Australia, in Bahrain, in China, in Austria, in Zelfic, uh, in Zelfic, so in Zandvoort. I mean, the, the, the attention of, the, of, of Formula One is really very strong. So we don't for, need to forget that this was the situation before the crisis. So now the duty of all the stakeholders is to make sure that this kind of attention will be there after the crisis because these were the numbers, not only in terms of viewers, but also in terms of real spectators that are paying to go to see the, people, the, 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 the heroes and the cars on the track were really getting to a higher numbers. So this is, I hope, uh, I think that everyone will have clear in mind and I'm thinking how they will announce shortly because there will be also a positive attitude versus the future. But uh, I see they're working very hard in this direction, so I'm positive on that. There's talk of obviously delaying the, the 2021 regulations until even further, maybe 2023. Do, do you think there's, there's even an argument to, to forget about them altogether and, and leave it a longer period than just to let, let things consolidate after? Because it's obviously an expensive change to make, uh, to make that move, isn't it, to the new regulations? I think that I have to respect what they're discussing internally. I think that they are. Uh, debating on so many things uh, that uh, it would be uh, not prudent to say something on that. I think that the, uh, what is on the table for discussion is considering all the elements, considering lowering the budget cap, considering a different way of having budget cap, considering what you were saying, James, considering, you know, if we have to change the DNA of a, a constructor in Formula One, there are so many things that they have to consider that uh, I do believe that everything is on, in place today and uh, let's make sure that uh, uh, they, as they are doing very, very strongly, I would say they can make the right decision for the benefit of, of F1 sport. That is still, you know, very, very, very at the top of, of my priority in terms of, let's say, personal uh, love uh, of that respect. And, and finally, Stefano, obviously, when we look at the landscape, you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation, you felt that, the number of series that there are obviously is probably likely to, to reduce as a consequence of this. And if you look at the, the landscape and um, the different championships that there are, when I look at it, I, I see obviously Formula One, Formula E, the kind of prototype series, things like Le Mans, which obviously will always be 
very, very strong. But I also feel like customer racing, which is something I know you're heavily involved in at the moment, also looks to me like a, something that has a strong future. It's one of the pillars of, the, of, of motorsport going forward. Do, do you feel that? Do you feel actually a sense of optimism that that landscape will clear a little bit and customer racing yes. will? Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Customer racing is once again one side of the emotion and the adrenaline that the customer wants to have on track, and it's the duty of our of constructor like ours to make sure that the customer will have the right product to have fun on the track. Therefore, uh, I agree with you. I'm positive on that. Uh, we need to keep, uh, you know, the cost uh, as, as low as possible because the fun part of it is more important to, to, to other dimension. Therefore, uh, yes, 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 I'm totally positive. As we said, we need to stay prudent in the short term, in the emergency phase, because there will be other priorities. But as soon as we get it out from this, you know, uh, I do believe that uh, we will be back to normal on that respect, in terms of what we want to feel, what we want to use, uh, above all in this dimension. Stefano, thanks very much for making the time and uh, stay safe. <laughs> Absolutely, you too, yeah. you all. That's brilliant. That's Thank you very much. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad, because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.